Welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, as we take a look at the markets, continued volatility and a lot of news items and and factors weighing in the market trade currently, not to mention last week uh, highlighted by another new one, U.S.-China tensions over Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. We saw the soybean market uh, have a, a few big moves to the upside with good strength in meal and oil here in recent days and weeks. And we talked about that on Thursday's episode of Market Talk with Dwayne Bussey of Bolt Marketing. We begin our discussion talking about the soy complex and whether or not this was a move to the upside fueled by the U.S.-China tensions. Was it weather? Was it something else? Here's what Dwayne Bussey had to say. The the rumors are that China's in there buying some more of our soybeans. Uh, And it's not the new crop, even it's the old crop. I've seen a number of three cargoes of old crop beans. Well, as you know, Jesse, we don't have a lot of old crop beans left. Actually, the way the soybean meal market has acted it acts like it's going to run out of supplies before we get to harvest. So, you know, just the rumor that China is buying old crop from us will send this market skyrocketing. Light volume, though, it's not it's not like the fund traders are getting behind this in a massive move. And, you know, we've seen the V bottom low or anything. I, I still think overall what this market's doing is making a, a large, wide pattern that's going to be sideways for probably a couple of months. But it, I don't know, for some reason, I am starting to feel a little bit more like maybe we've seen the lows, maybe the harvest lows are in. And maybe that's funny to say this early in the year, but it seems like we said them earlier all the time as we kind of narrow up on the range of what the estimates are for the yield. So, you know, but it gets back to the rumor that China was maybe buying and made some futures markets jump in to be buyers here today as well. Well, Dwayne, you mentioned China buying, Um, you know, obviously the U.S.-China tensions with Taiwan and uh, House Speaker Pelosi's visit there this week. I I still think there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding that. There's essentially a blockade of Taiwan happening right now by the Chinese. Um, And, and you, you know, you bring up China maybe in the market buying soybeans. One has to wonder okay, are they doing this in preparation for something else? Uh, What's going on there? Oh, man, I know. I hate to even think that, but it it is possible. Yeah, earlier in the week, we're diving down because of possible negative China-U.S. relations, right? And and yes, I'm not sure why Nancy had to go there. It just, to me, just, you know, it's like petting a cat the wrong direction. Just, I don't think we needed to do that to China. Um, But whatever, that's politics being played there, of course. But um, but they are short soybeans. Uh, they didn't buy as much during their COVID lockdowns and they didn't like the higher prices this past year. So when the market does dip, I think they're there to buy. Now they're buying as much from Brazil as they can. And the story is that they Brazil's ran out of supplies. So they're going to buy just enough old crop from us to just get by. And then probably watch and see how the new crop does in Brazil before they buy a ton of our beans. But you're right to question demand moving forward. You know, Brazil, we're expecting a a huge crop because they're going to expand their acres again. And there's no doubt with these tensions, China's going to buy from Brazil before they buy from us. Well, and on top of that, I know another story that's out there not getting a lot of news is China's looking to buy soy meal from Brazil, I believe. I think there's an agreement out there. So, I mean, you see that, that points to, okay, is China turning more of its attention to Brazil? We already know they've been working on the corn agreement. So it almost feels like maybe a bit of a reshuffling of the deck chairs. And to your point, China just coming to the U.S. just to help kind of get them by right now. Right. Which, 
you know, them buying anything from us with our tight stocks is, is enough to create a bullish market. So I understand the move, but, but you're right. There's a lot of demand questions out there moving forward. That whole soybean meal deal with Brazil surprises me because that's not what China wants to do. They don't want to buy soybean meal. They want to buy the soybeans, crush them at their own crush plants. So if they start importing meal from Brazil, it's just going to make their crush margins that much more negative in their own country. So that one surprises me, but I, I guess... You know, it's China. I'm sure they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. But no, I question demand moving forward, too. And it's the time of year. It's hard for me to get bullish because there's too many demand questions. Um, we're still going to question the crop size in the U.S. until October, really, until we get that October USDA report. We won't know. But we'll narrow it in next week to find out a little bit more about the crop we've got here. But it's maybe not as bearish as I was the last time I was on your show. I just uh, starting to get, but not bullish. I, I think we're just going to create a sideways pattern that... Hopefully I can just trade back and forth a while here. <laughs> well, I know as well, you and I were chatting before we went on the air. We've even uh, seen a few guys as exit hedges here with just the way this market is, is looking right now as we get to the end of the first week of August. Yeah, and that's under my recommendation. We were really pointing towards holding on to hedges until August 12th. I thought, you know, it's just smart risk management to have hedges on through that report. Just got this weird gut feeling this morning that, you know, this could be some fun buying. Maybe they push it a couple of days up and, you know, maybe I'm just maybe it's just time to exit some hedges right now. You know, I got some guys that did some hedging really well this year, and I just don't want to see those profits disappear. Like, again, it's not I'm not saying it's time to flip hedges and go long by any means. It's just. Maybe we've made those harvest lows and can go sideways here for a little bit. So, so yeah, we just started to lift some hedges for a few guys here. Now, now that it's up as sharp as it is today, we might wait for tomorrow or the next day, but see if it rains in Iowa over the weekend. That's another reason why the markets are up today. It looks like we're going to get rain in South Dakota, which I'm tickled about, but it kind of misses Iowa. And the drought monitor came out this morning showing a drought increase in Iowa. So before, when I was a bear, I kept on telling everyone, watch Iowa, watch Illinois. And they kept saying they got great crops. And I'm like, well, that's two very important states. But if Iowa starts to trend dry a little bit, maybe that warranties a little bit of a weather rally here in the soybean market. Weather's still a wild card, though, here, especially with, with grain fill, pod set. I was just in Iowa. Crops that I saw looked pretty good. I'm not going to yeah. say it looked like a record breaker by any means, but looked pretty good. Now, what's that look like in another week or two, to your point, if, if they don't catch rains in, in Iowa and in Illinois, Dwayne? I know it's a real good question. I mean, for the most part, corn should be, I, I want to say made, uh, mm, but it, it, yeah. it should be in Iowa. Um, yes, you got grain fill, so you could lose some test weight, which is bushels in the end. But, you know, the range of the yield of the Iowa corn crop, the range in estimate should really be narrowing up here. And we should be looking at trend line to maybe a little bit above trend line. And if Illinois is at trend line or above, well, then if we're going to be yielding 177 in the nation, the rest of us have to really pull down because those are two very important states, like I've said a couple times in this interview here. Um, you know, yeah, we got some spots. Uh, southeast South Dakota, very dry there. Silage cutters are going, you know, borderline disaster for some. So we have areas, but I don't know. We got to remember the trend line yield is actually 180. Uh, USA knocked it down those three bushels to 177 due to the late planting. So I don't know if we're going to dip as much as some of these early estimates are to the 172, 173. To, to me, I'm still in a range from a 176 to a 180. So I'm talking bullish and exiting hedges, but yet I'm still talking a pretty high yield for the U.S. 
And that's comments with Dwayne Bussey of Bolt Marketing from this past Thursday's episode of Market Talk. You can learn more online, markettalkag.com. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.